today I'm delighted to introduce Kashif Saheed. Kashif is the winner of the Columban Schools competition, End Racism. This was a competition that involved pupils submitting articles about racism and around that subject. Kashif is a 15-year-old pupil at Gumley House Conference School in Isleworth, West London. And also with us today is James Truby from the Columbans. James, can I just start with you and ask you what made competition? Um, well, this is our fourth iteration of the competition. Um, I suppose we've been trying to find ways to celebrate young people's passion, encourage them to explore Catholic social teaching and make sure that we get their voices out there. And that's become even more relevant since two years ago. Um, Christ is Alive, Christus Vivit, Pope Francis's encyclical with young people. So I, I have to declare an interest. So I was one of the judges of the competition. And when I read Kashaf's article, I, I just thought it was outstanding. It kind of hit me straight between the eyes. Um, so we'll get into what you wrote about in a minute, Kashaf. But what inspired you to enter the competition? Um, so it was during the remote learning period and I had lots of time on my hands. And I just thought, so I was reading the school newsletter and Celia, our school chaplain, she made like a little piece on the side of the um, article. And I just saw that there was a competition and um, I thought I had like a little bit of experience and I really like to write. So I just decided why not enter. And yeah, that was that was why. Now you begin the article by saying my sister was sitting on the seat in front of mine in a double decker bus. And she's and then, then it goes on. She's um, after a little bit. She sat patiently while a stranger was hurling racist abuse at her. According to the TUC, one in three BAME people face racial abuse on public transport in the UK. Um, are you aware yourself of encountering racism often? Yes, um, I would actually say it's because of my like ethnicity. So I'm from two different countries where my parents are and I'm half Indian, half Pakistani. And um, it's a little bit unusual if you like know your history a bit and um there there is racism in like my own asian community as well which is a bit sad because you feel that you should be accepted by your own community mm -hmm. but sometimes that isn't the case do, do you get and, asked um, sorry yeah. do you get asked questions like oh, okay. where are you really from and how do you respond to those yeah so um i normally because i am british my parents are british so that that would be my first response and um, in a way, it's, it is a bit um, like annoying to be asked those type of questions because you do know like it, there, there's just like one main point mm -hmm. as to what they're trying to infer to. And I do actually take pride in saying where I'm from, but when I'm asked in such a way, I feel a bit, just feel a bit low sometimes. Yes, and um, do you, that must be very demoralizing for people. How, how can, um, first of all, um, people, not do that what what would you like to say to people so that they stop doing that well i'd like to say if i forgive like i would forgive anyone who would say something or anything that they didn't mean to say because it in a way it kind of happens and there are many reasons as to why it could happen and i would say if you have seen somebody who has said something rude instead of just standing there on the side do educate them and do remind them that it's not the nicest thing to say and one little reminder could turn into like a whole lesson which could then and that person who learned something they could go spread it on to others and I think that's how it works that's a, yeah, and it's really yeah. interesting 
was the theme that ran through many of the many of the um, participants' entries was that it's not enough not to just not to be racist, that we also need people to hear the call to be actively non-racist, to challenge yeah. racists, to be anti-racist, to speak yeah. out and to educate and to be allies. Yeah, um, that, that's that's a, a very good call to action. Now, because we're so well. Have you had any training? Um, no, I actually haven't had any training. I think it's mainly because I like to write from the heart. I believe that our, mind, our minds are a very complex thing and um, it's difficult to like state what we want to. And I think um, like our hearts do it in a simplified way to what our mind wants to state, but it does it in a more, just a better way, basically. Mm. And is faith a big part of your life? Uh, yes, I would say so. Appearance-wise and just maybe personality-wise, people may not guess that I'm the most religious person, but I do think it is. And I think one main point of religion that goes missing sometimes is that it's actually about, you know, your relationship with God and not just about, like, the smaller, like, say, celebrations or doing things just because you have to. And I think we um, we just need to remember that, like, God is part of our lives. Do you find that there are many young people who um, have a strong spiritual focus in their life like that, or, or is is religion, and often people of my generation, which is over 60, feel that mm. faith is dying out among the young. Is, is that an accurate um, perception, do you think? I think I, I would agree with that, because um, even here at school, I don't think many people are that religious or, you know, have that much like faith. But um, I feel like there are reasons for that as well. Sometimes, um, for example, some people may go to church every week or they may go to like a synagogue or a mosque, but they won't actually know why they're doing so. And it just becomes like tradition and like just a routine. But I think um, it's important to know why we do uh, like do those things. So I think that, that theme of why we do things is crucial because... I, I meet many, many young people in my work that are, that are passionate about mm. justice and peace and climate change, the, the climate emergency, uh, racism, all sorts of things. And when you put that in the context of faith, they are moved and they are challenged and, and they do they do respond. But it's seeing authentic mm. and lived examples that yes, inspires. Yeah. Yes. So context of creating a world without racism as a young person. What changes would you like to see in our society? Um, as mentioned before, I think we just need to incorporate kindness and a little bit of respect into our daily lives. And um, just to educate people and just to remember that, like... Um, yes. To, yeah. So what part does the media play, do you think? Are newspapers still as influential as they were? And what about TV and social media? Um, I feel that media certainly does play a big part in the mindsets of people and um, I love to read the news and I think that I do occasionally come across articles which um, like dramatize certain events or focus on the wrong things and um, when I read those I, I can't it's not that easy for me to change my mind but I do know that other people can change their minds easily mm. and I do think um, media can influence different events. Mm. And what about social media? Are you active on social media? Um, I'm a bit biased on that because I don't have social media. and But when I did have it, um, I I just thought 
it was a very negative place. Sure, it's nice, but of course, like anything that has positives will also have negatives. And I feel that the negatives outweigh the positives. I do actually know quite a few young people who have given up on social media themselves and, and mm. those some who haven't who are thinking about giving up. So um, that yeah. does seem to be a little bit of a trend. Yeah. How have you found lockdown? Do you know many people affected by the pandemic? Um, the lockdowns for me, I think I got to spend more time just doing the things I loved. And it was nice having everything at like arm's rank, uh, length, sorry. And um, just being able to spend more time with the family. Mm. And um, in, in terms of people who I know were affected, I did know some people who would get um, like infected and just have to stay at home and like uh, not go to work. But I don't think it has affected me as much as it has to others. But I have realised um, just like to what extent like people have been affected and it's it really it's really sad so yeah. in um in your life so far have you traveled much and what are your favorite places you've been to yeah um i love to travel because i just feel like um i love to immerse myself into different cultures and lifestyles mm. and it also allows me to spend quality time with my family without having any stresses or worries and it's you're just on a holiday you don't have to worry about anything mm. and what's the, what's the play for um, places you've been to um, so one of my most all-time favourites would be the Isle of Wight. And that's because uh, ever since... So before I was even born, my parents would go there every year. And it's just been a family tradition, really, to go there. And it's just you get hit with, like, memories when you go there. And I just love that's that fantastic. feeling. Did you have any favourite books? You must you must be well-read, I think, from your writing style. It's clear that you are literary. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, my favourite books, I do have one from when I was younger, so I think I was around four or five, and my parents gave me this encyclopaedia. It was illustrated, and I'd read it all the time, and even if I didn't understand the words, there would be the pictures to help me, and I I would just love that, and I actually have memories connected to that That's book. That's amazing. Um, I, when my brother... Yeah, my, that happened to my <laughs> husband, actually, sorry, who's in his 70s, but he, yeah. his parents gave him a mm-hmm. massive, you know, a full copy of the Encyclopedia Britannica he yeah. read it from cover to cover and he, mm-hmm. he eventually became one of the most yeah. literary people I've ever met <laughs> really well that's oh, amazing that's, nice. that's an amazing mm-hmm. story you told there oh, and what's it what's your favorite music what do you yeah. like to listen to my favorite music um I don't really have a specific music taste and my friends are a bit shocked when they like <laughs> find out because at this age people do have like what what they like really and they go towards one area so, like one specific area, I'd say. Um, but I really like listening to music to which I have specific memories attached to. And, yeah. So I, I, and it's, yeah. is it too early to ask you in life this, or have, do you have any ideas of what you want to be long-term? So it's actually funny, because ever since I got that encyclopedia when I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor, and that stayed for about, like, 10 years. And then I thought about it more because of the whole pandemic, and I do want to be someone who helps others. But I saw how much it can like stress people as well. So I still want I still want to make my life about helping others, and just being able to be with them when they get that like sense of realization. But maybe not exactly going into mm. medicine. Yeah. Well, um, best of luck with what you do decide to do. Thank you. Thank you very uh, much, James. What would you say to um, people who might be entering the competition next year or in the future? What advice would you give them? Um, I think the, the 
the first question will be what will be the theme so the our first year we looked at refugees and migration the second year climate change last year the throwaway culture i think it's we we need to continue to look to where young people's passions are pope francis said something very beautiful about young people being the the now of god i think we we need to be willing to listen to where they're at and 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 kind of respond to their passions um I'd encourage them to enter. I'd encourage them to find their voice. But the competition is just an excuse to celebrate young people and their commitments. It's it's not about the winning. It's about the taking part. And I don't mean the taking part in the competition. I mean the taking part in life. I mean taking part in these these real issues that do matter and that we are all called to, to play our part in. So, Kashaf, what school do you actually go to? So I go to Gumley House Convent School, FCJ, and it's a Catholic school. What part has the school played in um, your development? Um, I believe that the biggest part that, um, that the school has played is that even though in everyday life, they'll try to incorporate something about like um, the school's foundress, Mary Magdalene. She was a very, she was a very kind and generous woman who really put her life out to helping people. And it may go unnoticed, but I love to hear the story about her because, and no matter how many times I hear it, I just love to hear it. Kashaf, I'll give you the final word. What advice would you give to people like me and James of the older generations? As overheard as this phrase is, I would just say to listen to what the young people want, because I know for a fact that even a difference of just a couple of years, there could be totally different mindsets. And I believe that by listening, you can help both sides and you just like realize what you, we really need and what we really need to fix. <music>